welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Tinkler and Commissioners for HMRC. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 39. And the case that we are looking at this week is around tax procedure. But don't let that put you off because we also get an interesting discussion around the topic of estoppel. For those of you who are a little less familiar with this term, it's kind of similar to a promise. And where certain circumstances exist, the court will prevent a person from going back on that promise. It will probably make more sense when we go through the facts of this case. So let's do that now. Sections 9A and 15 of the Taxes Management Act 1970 require HMRC to give notice of an inquiry into a taxpayer's tax return by sending it to the taxpayer's usual or last known address or their place of business or employment. When Mr Tinkler, the respondent in these proceedings, submitted his tax return for the year 2003-2004, he gave his address as Station Road. As such, HMRC updated his address, but then incorrectly changed it back to his previous address on Haybridge Lane later on in 2005. At the same time, HMRC sent out a notice of inquiry into the tax return to the incorrect address, as well as another letter to his accountants, a company called BDO, letting them know about the inquiry as well. BDO replied to HMRC a few days later, acknowledging the inquiry and asking to claim certain losses that had been mistakenly left off the return. Over the course of the next few months, Tinkler and his accountants worked together to provide HMRC with responses to their questions, and HMRC also corrected Tinkler's address on their system to Station Road. Ultimately, the taxman decided that Tinkler was not entitled to claim the losses and owed more than £700,000 in tax. In response, Tinkler tried to argue that he should not have to pay this because the initial notice was invalidated by the fact that it was sent to the wrong address. HMRC disputed this argument by relying on the doctrine of estoppel. In other words, because Tinkler had proceeded for so long as if the address issue was not a substantial problem, he could not rely on it now to all of a sudden invalidate the original notice. The Court of Appeal ruled in favour of Tinkler, but HMRC appealed to the Supreme Court, and that is where we pick things up. In the 2009 case of Revenue and Customs Commissioners and Bench Dollar, Justice Briggs outlined the five principles that underpin an estoppel by convention, i.e. an estoppel where both sides have acted under a common assumption of law or facts. Firstly, it is not enough that the common assumption is merely understood by the parties in the same way. It must be expressly or impliedly shared between them. Something must cross the line between the parties sufficient to manifest an assent to the assumption. Number two, the expression of the common assumption by the party alleged to be estopped, D, must be such that they may properly be said to have assumed some element of responsibility for it, in the sense of conveying to the party raising the estoppel, C, an understanding that they expected C to rely upon it. Thirdly, C must in fact have relied upon the common assumption, rather than merely upon C's own independent view of the matter. Fourth, that reliance must have occurred in connection with some subsequent mutual dealings between the parties. And finally, some detriment must thereby have been suffered by C, or benefit accrued to D, sufficient to make it unconscionable for D to assert the true legal or factual position. 
So that's quite a lot there, but with that in mind, we can actually go back through these five points and see if and how they can be applied to this case. Firstly, where does the common assumption that there is a valid inquiry from HMRC originate from? Well, even though the inquiry was sent to the wrong address, notification was sent to BDO and they replied with the understanding that a valid inquiry had been opened. BDO's reply is also the source of their responsibility for the common assumption, as well as the expectation that HMRC would rely on the assumption, therefore satisfying the second criterion as well. HMRC received that reply and accordingly did rely on it as per the third principle from BenchDollar. The fourth point tells us that the reliance must have occurred in connection with some subsequent mutual dealings with the parties, and in this context those mutual dealings are the inquiries into the return that took place after the original letter was sent by BDO. Finally, is there a benefit to Tinkler or a detriment to HMRC that can be identified that would make it unconscionable for Tinkler to assert the true position? The justices held that there was such a detriment because HMRC's reliance on the common assumption meant that it did not send another inquiry to the correct address within the time limit. In sum, HMRC are justified in raising an estoppel in this case, and their doing so is not unconscionable. Before we finish, there are also a couple of other legal issues that were briefly picked up by the Supreme Court here. Firstly, estoppel by convention does not require a transaction between the parties, and secondly, the use of estoppel by convention in this case does not undermine the statutory protections. For me personally, I quite like these estoppel cases, and they were always quite nice to teach, because you can often rely on the right answer being who is trying to get away with something, and should they be allowed to do so. In this case, it is true that HMRC should have sent the inquiry to the correct address. But for that to be the reason, after all this time, for the public purse to lose out on £700,000 is clearly a bit unfair. While we do normally want certainty in the law, estoppel is often a way to prevent this certainty acting in a capricious way. It also prevents a party from using that certainty to gain an unfair advantage over the other side after the fact. Mr Tinkler's attempt to take the tinkle was thwarted by the Supreme Court. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!